to the danger. Hours back. Isn't that wonderful? I'm your fancy pants host, James Poo. I will now take this next uh, hour, hour and 15 minutes or so, to guide you on an epic journey through podcast land. You will have ups and downs, mostly downs, but at the end, you'll come out of it a better person, as will I. So let me take your hand, roughly, no, I'm just kidding, ever so gently. Ever so respectfully, and yes, I did get your consent. As soon as you press play, you consent to all of this shit. Now you will come with me. Come with me, and you'll be on a weird podcast journey. That's right. You and I and the rest are going to go on an audio journey through podcast land. Oh my God, James, what's with the rambling? Get to the fart jokes. All right. Jesus Christ. Listen, can't you tell I don't really have much to talk about? I'm really trying to stretch it out. So uh, save your receipts. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh, boy. It's been quite some time. So let me get to it right off the bat. The Los Angeles Dodgers are your 2020 World Series champions. woo Yeah! They did it. They finally did it. All it took was buying some really talented players, but we finally did it. Oh my God, James. This season didn't really count. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Fucking haters are coming out in droves. Yeah, I've heard this argument. It doesn't really count because it wasn't a full season. It was only 60 games. Yeah, well, they played 60 games and so did everyone else, assholes. So it's pretty much even. Okay? They still want it. They want it all. Oh, I'm so happy for Kershaw. And I'm so happy for the Tampa Bay Rays coach using these stupid-ass baseball analytics. Well, according to our figures and our research, and the numbers don't lie. We have to take this pitcher out at this precise moment. And look what that did. Blew the whole fucking game open. That guy Snell, completely dominating dominating then this coach takes him out and guess what happens the fairy tale happens the princess kisses the frog how's that go or is the prince kiss the frog princess i don't know that kind of stuff happened and there you go it leads to a victory and you know what that coach is going to be waking up sweaty on long cold nights for the rest of his life thinking about why did i pull that fucking ace pitcher out why did i do it Maybe it wasn't even his decision. Maybe it was from up above. Doesn't matter. What matters is the fucking Dodgers won it all. So happy for Kershaw. That dickhead's been at it for years and years. They even called him Shaw in the playoffs. Playoff! But he finally did it. He looked great. Go fuck yourself, Astros, by the way. So yeah, in a crazy fucked up year, 
there's one thing for me to be happy about. The Dodgers are your 2020 World Series champions. And uh, unfortunately, Tommy Lasorda, last I heard, is in the hospital. Resting comfortably, they say. I think that dude was just holding out, just waiting. Oh, we're so close. I can't go yet. I've got to see him win one more. Oh, man. Crazy shit. And then at the end of it, speaking of crazy shit, oh, at the, what, seventh inning? Turner's got COVID. He can't play no more. Like, what? <laughs> what? That's weird. All of a sudden, you just found out. Now you got to pull him out. He's been playing the whole fucking time. He's been co-mingling with the whole team. And then they're, you know, talking shit at the end. Oh, he shouldn't be out in the field because he went out anyway against orders. It's like, dude, he's been playing all fucking day with these guys. Now he's wearing a mask. <laughs> so everything's, everything's fine. I don't know. I, I don't know. But what I do know is it's been quite some time since I recorded my last podcast. I think it's like over three months ago. And a lot has changed since then. I don't remember if I spoke about this, but my son... He joined a new uh, travel ball baseball team. Speaking of baseball. The Segway King, James. Goddamn right, sassy pants. So there's a team that's been around for a long time, but we, uh, so we, we were interested in trying them out. And it turned out that his last team and this new team kind of joined forces for some weird reason. We didn't know why, but we didn't want to join the other team. We are interested in this other, other team. <laughs> Confused yet? So I take him. And they're doing the tryouts and all that. And uh, my boy is usually a very talented player. But during this tryout, he looked like shit. Now, I will say, I will, in his defense, because of COVID and baseball shutting down, like, he didn't do anything for six months. So six months, he did no baseball pretty much. And it really showed. A lot of the kids look kind of rusty, but uh, a lot of them look pretty good. And you can tell, oh, they've been working this whole time. But my boy looked like trash. And so... He didn't uh, wind up getting chosen for that team we wanted him to be on, but his other team reached out to me and he's like, Hey, uh, we, we have another coach. And uh, if you want, you can come try out for him separately this next week. And I'm like, Oh man. So I wrote an email to this team that we wanted to be with. And I, you know, you know, just kind of laid it all out there. Like, look, I know you probably already have your roster set. You know, my boy's a great player. He probably didn't show it this day. He's very rusty, blah, blah, blah. I go, this is not, you know, I'm not trying to uh, be a charity case here or beg. Um, all I'm saying is if you have an extra spot in your team, maybe you're trying to decide between another one last player, why don't you give him one more shot? Because that wasn't him you saw out there. He's a really great player. And so he call, he's like, hey, he wrote, uh, wrote back to me email. Call me. I called the coach. He goes, hey, man. We liked your boy. We wanted him on our team. But the other coach from the other team said he was off limits. I'm like, what the fuck? Baseball politics, man. I couldn't believe that. And I go, no, no, no. We don't want anything to do with that team anymore. It just happened to be that they were there together, but we're not interested in that team. He's like, all right, man, you're in. So fuck that other team. (laughs) Now we started with this team. They were practicing stuff. He's getting it back. He's getting it back. And, uh, you know, then we go do some travel ball tournaments, which is kind of weird during COVID because you can't do shit in California. They won't allow it anywhere. Uh, I think Orange County is like a big like, go fuck yourself. We do what we want. But I don't really know if they have too many. I think they did have baseball tournaments, but, but you pretty much got to go out of state. It looks like. So we went to Arizona. 
during the pandemic. Right in the middle, smack dab middle of it. We go to Lake Havasu, right? You go over there and it's like there is no COVID at all. It's like it doesn't exist. It's like you went to a whole nother world. And they're like, what? What are you talking about? What kind of disease? <laughs> what mask? Nobody gives a fuck over there. It's crazy. Um, and then you, you won't, I don't know if you know this, but there's nothing but Trump banners and signs and flags all over the place. It's crazy. Now, I know the election's over. Like This happened, uh, uh, when was this trip? This trip was like a month and a half, two months ago or something. A month and a half, maybe? I don't remember. But it was all Trump shit all over the place. It's like, man, this is a weird area. Bunch of fucking pickup trucks. <laughs> the big flags waving in the back. Flags all over houses, flags all over buildings, uh, businesses. Just weird. So anyway, we went to Havasu. I went, uh, the kids still had school during the day. So during one of the days, I got up. I was like, you know what? I'm going fishing. And I headed out to Lake Havasu. I've never been fishing there. Uh, I don't really fish too often. Pretty rusty. Don't really know what I'm doing. Just like everything else in my life. Really have no clue. Just kind of faked my way through it. <clears throat> so I get out there and uh, get a cool spot off this floating dock. There's a, there's a handful of people out there, but there's nothing crazy. And I throw my line out there, and this guy comes up to me, kind of older guy. Hey, how you doing? He goes, uh, what's your name? I tell him. He's like, my name's whatever the hell it was. I shake his hand. Oh, my God, James. You shook his disease-infected hand. I know. I know. But, you know, you can't be rude. These are Trump supporters. I might be thrown in the lake there and find me floating. Who knows? So anyway, and he had a pretty, uh, he, had a, he had a salt and pepper mustache. You don't mess with people like that. You just shake their hand and you smile politely. So he goes, hey, what do you got, what do you got for bait? What are you doing? And I go, oh, well, you know, I don't know what I'm doing, to be honest. I've never been here before. I go, I'm just using this stuff. It's like power bait. He goes, oh, man, you got to use frozen anchovies. He goes, yeah, I use that every time I come out here. And I pull them out all day. I tell these old timers, I give them the advice. They don't want to listen to me. They're just set in their old ways, and you don't see them take shit out of the lake. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Well, thanks for the tip, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, good luck. And I'm just thinking, like, ah, I'm not going to go back in my fucking pack everything, drive down to the store, pick up frozen out. Like, that seems like a big hassle. So I just kind of hang out there. I'm not getting any bites. Nothing's happening. And I'm like, ah, fuck. I've only got a couple hours in the lake. I might as well just take his advice and make the most of it. So I pack all my shit, drive down to the, the uh, gas station about, you know, four miles away, come back. He looks at me, gives me like a thumbs up, like, all right, right on. I take his advice. I cut the anchovy in half, put it on the hook, throw it out there. I'm not fucking with you. Within one minute, I'm reeling in a fish. And he's like, all right, James, hell yeah. He comes over, and it's kind of a small one. He's like, you see, you see? And uh, I was like, right on, man. Thanks for the advice. I appreciate it. So anyway, I'm out there. I'm still fishing. I wind up pulling in five striped bass. Pretty good-sized fish within an hour. Now, the whole point of me telling you this is not to brag. Oh, my God, James, you're totally bragging. Take it back. No, although I will say, I mean... We did have a pretty fucking tasty fish taco night a few nights later. Oh, boy. And there is something to catching your own food while you're eating it that makes it taste that much better. That's not why I brought this up. 
I brought it up to advise all of you. If you can take any advice from me, it's take advice from other old people. That's right. My advice is to take advice from other people. I mean, this guy didn't have to tell me a damn thing. He could have sat there and pulled the fish out all day long and, and you know, and who and fuck you. But no, he went out of his way to share some knowledge, to spread the love. Hey, man, here's the secret. You catch too. And that's awesome. I love that. You might even say, I fancy that. James, you should have used that pure fancy. I got a lot of stuff. Believe me, I got plenty of shit to talk about. It's only been three months. Nah, so. Yeah, I mean, it's great. So if, if anyone ever offers to give you advice like that, just, just take it. They know what they're talking about. You know? Why would you be some asshole like, no, I'll do my own thing. It's like if they got the answer, go for it, man. Like they did put in the work and they're sharing it with you. Go for it. Take it and run. So I'm about to leave. I still have some uh, frozen anchovies left. And I walk down the little floating dock. And I go, hey, I'm taking off. Anybody want to use these? And uh, people are like, oh. And this black dude's like, oh, man, I got plenty of those. Thanks anyway, man. I'm like, all right. I keep walking. This guy, I'm like, hey, I'm like, you want in? And he goes, oh, he goes, oh, oh, they're, they're still frozen. I'm like, yeah, I had, them, I had them in my ice chest. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll take them. I'll take them. So he, he, he takes them. And I'm walking back. And the black dude I offered to goes, hey, man, so how'd you do? I go, oh, I caught, I caught five. He goes, five? Shit, man, you did well. And uh, he goes, how, how, what size are they? I'm like, I'll, I'll show you when I walk by right now. He's like, all right, cool. So I pack all my shit. I take the stringer out of the water with my five-stripe bath. And I walk by, and he's like, his eyes got huge. He's like, oh, shit, man, you did well. Good job. I'm like, I'm going thank you, sir. You have a good day and good luck. And I walk, I strutted the fuck off that dock. Oh, you would have thought... That the Bee Gees were playing. You can't tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man. No time to talk. I lived it up. And I, I was, I hung them high for all to see. I thought you weren't trying to brag, James. Oh, come on. Just give it to me. I'm not a fisherman. I don't have very many of these moments. Let me have it. Fine, James. You can have it. Thank you. Uh, speaking of that, I went fishing with my dad, um... Like two weeks ago, just him and I, we went up to Big Bear, and there was a huge snowfall uh, recently before that, and there was the mountains were packed with snow. I was very surprised, and so I brought all my gear just in case, because he's like, ah, it's going to be cold up there. You better bring some warm clothes, not just a little jacket, not just your baby jackets that you wear. I'm like, all right, I'll bring all my gear. So I got up there. I had my snow boots. I had my snow pants. Uh, good thing, dude. I had my, my fleece, my outer shell, my beanie, the whole deal. And I had it all along. So it was cold as fuck up there. It was like 42 degrees. And we're sitting there fishing. And when the wind came around, it would get cold as shit. But I had all the good gear on, so it was totally bearable. But it was nice sitting up there in the snow, fishing with the old man. And I'm the only one that caught one. <laughs> I brought Well, first I brought in this little baby one. And uh, he's like, you want to keep it? I'm like, nah, there's no point. So we throw it back. And it's not moving. It's just like dead in there. I'm like, oh, great. That was a waste. And uh, a seagull comes up. And it's like flies right up. <laughs> My dad's like, get out of here. And it just wants that fish. And it goes down and it tries to, to grab it. And once its beak touches the fish, it's like it, it's like it gave him like a clear. Because the fish started, started freaking out and kind of trying to swim. But it's still like it was half dead. And then the seagull kind of like came around again and just scoops up the fish and swallows it whole. 
It's like, you son of a bitch. And this guy next to us is like, oh, my God, you see that? We're like, yeah, yeah, we saw it. Keep it down. So I throw the line back in the water. And I, I get another bite pretty quickly. And it's, it's tugging. And it's fighting like hell. And I reel it in. And it's this big, fat bastard. This nice, beautiful rainbow trout. Fat. And now I'm thinking, like, all right, it's going to be a good day. That's the only other fish we got. No one else around was catching shit. James? Why do you keep bragging? I'm not bra- Yes, you are, James. Bad enough you talk about yourself, but now you're putting down your, your poor father, James. All he wanted to do was spend time with you and catch a nice fat fish, and you had to rub it in his face, you son of a bitch. Oh, boy. It was kind of nice catching a fish and the old wise fisherman not catching shit. Oh, man. Although he did set up my whole setup for me. <laughs> uh. All right, speaking of fish... Uh, I got a story about these uh, Asian women. Oh, my God, James. You can't say that. It's offensive. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, what are you going to do? All right, so uh, there is this one story I told years ago. Years ago. I don't know if you remember, but I will refresh your memory. I was at this uh, house doing some, some work. I can't tell you what job I do because it's top secret information. You don't have authorization to hear that. So, I was uh, at this house, and there was these two Japanese women, and this big Japanese dude, and uh, they were both giggling while I was there talking to them about stuff, and they're like, <laughs> covering their mouths, all giggling together, and uh, they weren't young, you know, they were older women, they weren't, they weren't super young, but they kept... <laughs> And so I'm kind of smiling at them, and I'm just like, did I say something funny? And she goes, one of my girls goes, oh, no, you're so handsome. <laughs> and then I am start blushing like an asshole. And then the guy right away, the guy goes, yeah, like a movie star. <laughs> All right, so that was back then, right? I don't know what it is about Asian women. They, they love me. And look, I'm not a great-looking guy at all, believe me. But the Asian women, the Asian persuasion, they love it. They love it for some reason. So recently, I'm at this other lady's, Asian lady's house, right? Now, we're all mass. Oh, she was a big-time COVID uh, super, what do you call it? Uh, what's, the, what's the word? Come on. Come on, hamster. Start rolling. <laughs> paranoid. That's what it is. Thank you. She was very paranoid about COVID. So right when I walked to her house, she opens the door and she squirts hand sanitizer in my hand and she has the gloves on she's got the mask the face shield on she's got the the mask on underneath it full full gear and anyway i help her with whatever i'm there to help her with again top secret and then afterwards she goes uh oh your eyes and i'm just thinking like what the fuck's wrong with my eyes she goes they're so beautiful and (laughs) i go no they're not my eyes are just fucking boring brown dude there's nothing there's nothing nice to them at all there, there, there's nothing nice about my eyes. And I go, no, no, they're not. And she's like, oh, yes, they are. Very, very beautiful. She goes, you, uh, like a movie star. And I just start laughing because I'm thinking about the first time I heard that from the other girls. And she goes, has anyone ever told you that before? And I go, um, as a matter of fact, yes, they have. And she goes, oh, I told you. I knew it. Why are you working for this company? You should be in the Hollywood with the movies. And I just started laughing. I'm like, no, no, no. And she's like, oh, yes, yes. 
And then I'm uh, walking out. I'm like, all right, bye. Have a good day. And she goes, oh, wait, wait, wait. I'll, I'll take a mask off. I wanted to see you. I want to see your face. And a part of me is like, go fuck yourself. Like, I'm leaving. And then but the other part of me is like, just give the lady though she wants. So I take my mask down. Oh, my God. That's so handsome. Better than a DiCaprio. <laughs> and I start laughing. I'm like, all right, thank you. Bye-bye. And I leave. Now, two, th- two thoughts enter my mind. One, what is with Asian women and why are they so fucking inappropriate with me? And, and two, if I was a, a female and she was a male, that would be a total different story, right? Imagine some dude. Oh, take off your mask. Let me see your face. I bet it's pretty. <laughs> Let's see. Come on. Take it off. Ugh. Anyway, I just thought the whole fuck. I, you know, what? it just it made me happy the rest of the day just thinking about how fucking funny that situation was. Oh my God, James! More humble brags. No, I mean it happened. Why wouldn't I share it? So you're welcome, all of you. I do it for you. <laughs> Speaking of inappropriate. Oh my God, segment king. Uh huh. I'm on a roll. Speaking of inappropriate, I uh, I have this Nino, my godfather. He would give me shit so much that I never invited him over. To, ha- to have a barbecue or to hang out or whatever. And it's been a long time. And I, I would always give the same excuse. I'd be like, look, I can't. Not yet. The house isn't ready. We're still remodeling. It's taking a long time because I'm doing the work myself. So I have to work, blah, blah, blah. I'm not inviting anyone over until the house is finished. And he's like, well, I saw that you invited my daughter over. <laughs> I'm like, well, uh, that was different. It was at night and you couldn't really see anything. And they just came over to drink and hang out. He's like, oh, bullshit, excuses, invite me over. I'm like, so we finally finished the house. Kind of, not completely. There's still work There's still work to be done, but it looks a lot better than it did. Um, so I had him over. And then he's like, oh, show me around. Uh, let's see what else and this and that. So I wound up changing my studio and uh, my daughter's bedroom. I swapped them out. So I had to paint <laughs> studio, uh, the room with the computer and the microphone. <laughs> Uh, so I swapped them and uh, I go, oh, check it out. Like, I, this is all I did recently. And so I took him in this room and then Jacob's with us. And then uh, he goes, oh, he goes, oh, so what's it? And then we, we kind of walk out of here. We go into the hallway. He's like, oh, what's in that room? And then I go, oh, that's our bedroom. And he goes, oh, is that where the magic happens? And I look at him like, what the fuck? And then Jacob looks, he looks up and his eyes get big. He looks at both of us and he's got this huge grin on his face. And I go, no, no, no magic happens. Let's just keep walking. Come on, keep moving, right? And it was over. So then a day or two later, uh, he goes, like, we're going to bed. He's like, are you and mommy going to go make magic? I'm like, oh, fuck. (laughs) He goes, I know what that means. And he's giving these stupid looks. I go, oh, shut up. You know, you don't. Get out of here. And then I call my Nino like a couple days later. I'm like, hey, dickhead, guess what you did? And I told him the whole story, and he's laughing. He's like, oh, man, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, ah, forget it. You know, this guy also is responsible for when I, because I had my a little back house at my grandparents' property that, that I, him and my, me and my grandfather, we built it. And so I lived back there, and he called it the love shack. And that's what people would call that. Oh, where's he at, the love shack? Like, oh, my God. So he, he's like, he's always coining these phrases that fuck. <laughs> 
You know what, man? It really sucks when your kids are aware of what's going on. It's like when they're younger, you can get away with everything. They don't know shit. Now they're putting it together. They're understanding what's going on. And then my daughter, you know, these dumb kids, they, for some fucking reason, they find my wife and I fascinating. I don't know why. They always got to be around us. They even kind of barge in in the morning like, hey, why don't you knock? They just barge into our room. And then one day, <laughs> uh-oh. <clears throat> one day. I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit haven't thrown them away. So why steal them? Well, because they thought it was good sport. Because some men aren't looking for anything logical. Like money. So can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. So one day. My kid tries to come into our room and the door's locked. And she's like, why is the door locked? Hey, why is the door locked? I'm like, oh my god. It's like, get out of here. <laughs> and then we come out. Why was the door locked? It's like, because we locked it last night because your mother wanted to sleep naked. Ew. And Natalie's like, it's hot. And I don't feel like wearing a bra. So I just want to lock the door so you guys don't barge in and see me. And, uh, you know, they still say ew again. But my daughter's like, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, it's fucking annoying. Speaking of the wife. Yeah, I guess I'll get to her now. For her birthday, which is a while back, but I will just now report on it, she really wanted... Okay, let me give you a little backstory. The wife gets into these different projects, and then she gets totally, totally uh, infatuated with whatever it is, and then after a certain amount of time, she's on to the next thing. And she'll just jump to one thing to the next, always changing shit. Me... I've had the same, we had this conversation and she's like, you're the same way. I'm like, no, I'm not. I've had the same fucking guitar for 25 years <laughs> and the same amp. I bought it when I was 19. I still have it. I'm 36. Wait, 30? What? How old am I? Am I 37 now? Fuck, dude. You know how you know you're getting old when you can't remember how old you are? That's when you know. I think I'm 37. Yeah, I'm 37 years old. And back in my day, we stuck with one hobby. We didn't go jumping from one thing to the next. We didn't have enough money to do that. It's too expensive. You, you stick to one fucking thing, and that's all you do. Goddamn millennials. She's actually older than me. Yeah, so she goes from one thing to the next. So her latest thing that she's completely obsessed with is plants. She's like a crazy plant lady, I call her. She gives more respect and time and love and energy to these plants than me or the kids. Or the dog. All combined. Someone sounds jealous. <laughs> nah, she needs a hobby, I guess. But uh, yeah, so she's obsessed with hibiscus. I love hibiscus. And so you'd imagine if she got one hibiscus plant, it'd make her happy. But no, she needs and demands more and more and more. She's like a fiend now. She's like, a, she's like obsessed and addicted. Her other thing is avocado plants, trees, sorry. Avocado trees. How many avocado trees can one need, you ask? I think we're at four and counting. She's got one planted in the front yard. We just did that recently. And the rest, uh, she's got little pots in the backyard. And she's actually, she actually successfully was able to grow a couple from the seed, which I guess is hard to do because it took her a lot of tries, but she finally got it. So anyway, now, and, uh, and I'm telling her, I'm like, why are we wasting all this time with baby avocado trees? It'll be like 25 fucking years before we get to eat an avocado. Why don't we just go buy a big one and just save 20 years? 
But she insists that uh, it won't be that long. And one of the little baby trees, and, oh, the one we just planted in the front, has two avocados hanging from it. But we're not allowed to touch them yet. They're not ready. How long can it be before they're ready? It takes nine months. I'm like, what? It's not a fucking baby. It's an avocado. Anyway, back to hibiscus. So at this point in time, before the avocado shit took over, she was all about hibiscus. And so her her thing for her birthday is, I want to go to the hibiscus uh, secret show, whatever the hell it is. And then uh, I was like, okay, that's all you want to do? Yeah. And uh, to be honest with you, I really wasn't paying attention when she told me all about it. Hope she doesn't listen to this. Uh, So I thought it was like a a gallery type thing you go to. And you walk around and you look at all the exhibits of beautiful hibiscus that people made. Because she said they're exotic and rare. So they splice together certain species of hibiscus. And I'm like, all right. So you walk around, you look at them. I guess if you like, you could buy some of them. I don't know. And so at the time, I was forced to work that day. I had to work uh, at 3 to midnight. And I, had to, I was up late the night before. I think I had to work that night. So I, was, I got fucked that weekend. And she's like, are we still going to go to the Hibiscus Festival? I'm like, oh, I forgot all about that shit. I'm like, oh, no, I can't make it now. Like, it's going to be too early. I work that night later. So I'm going to be extremely exhausted. And you can tell... I broke her little heart. That's all she wanted for her birthday, and I felt like a dickhead. So I'm like, all right, I'll go with you. And because of me, it was my fault we were late to it. She wanted to get there like at 6 or 7 in the morning, but we got to like at 9.30, and it was in Orange County. So anyway, we go there, and it's not even what I thought at all. And I go, hey, where's the uh, – I thought this was like a gallery you walk around or something. She's like, no, they're selling exotic rare hibiscuses. And so we walk in there and uh, the guy is like, yeah, we, we sold out of mostly everything. And you see her little heart break again into a thousand more pieces. And I'm like, oh, no, don't tell me I blew this for her. The only fucking thing she wanted to do on her birthday and me being a dick, I ruined it for her. So we get in this little line and it's hot as shit that day. It's in July and we're waiting and, uh, you know, they have a bunch of photos on the table and you pick the photo you want and they go and they grab the plant in the little storage area and that that's what it's going to look like. And right now it's like a, just like a couple branches and then maybe a little bulb or something. It's like, this is it? This is what it is? They grow and they're going to look beautiful and all this shit. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So she had these ones in mind and a couple of the ones that she wanted were all sold out. But she was able to get a bunch of the ones that she wanted. So I was able to sort of saved the day even though I fucked up but I thought it was funny because this hibiscus society it's a bunch of gay dudes and they're all about you know they are masters of this stuff and they have any questions they they can answer any goddamn thing they make them all themselves blah 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 they they uh what do you call it splice the dna what the fuck and it was funny because we're waiting in line and these two old queens they come up and they're standing behind us. And then uh, <laughs> one of the hibiscus guys goes, oh, my God, Larry, Steve, what are you doing back there? You don't have to stand in line. You're members of the society. <laughs> and they walk up. They were just there to like to hang out with those guys, I guess. Except that they're going to cut in line. And then we go up there and uh, my wife picks out the one she wants. And then he's like, oh, I'm sorry. We don't have that one available tomorrow. I'm sorry. And it's like, dickhead, why don't you take the photos out that you don't have available? Huh? What about that? He takes them away. Anyway, we pick out like, she picks like five hibiscus plants. 
And then she's all happy as shit. So we take them all home. So now the backyard is filled with hibiscus plants, right? This is just five more to whatever she's got going. And uh, we have this whole row of hedges in the back, this ugly hedge. And she's like, I want, would you take all those out so I can plant my hibiscus against the back fence? And I go, yeah, I guess I can do that. And so I finally got to it uh, this last week and I ripped out like half of these fucking things. Um, so now she's, she's going to begin this hibiscus. So now we're going to have our own hibiscus society in our backyard. And if you guys want to be members, it's going to cost you, but you can come and hang out with me and we can talk about hibiscus. We can sip cocktails. It's going to be something like on the, you know, fruity notes, something really refreshing and, and fruity. I'm gonna, it's it's going to be something like you can sip during the day, like maybe like a daiquiri or something. I don't know. I, I haven't quite put it together yet. But we're going to have a good time. It's, it's going to be lovely. So um, if you're free, just uh, plan on that, okay? Thanks. Speaking of the wife, oh boy. I love when I bring stuff up on the podcast and later on I have to follow up with it. I, I just love how things evolve and there's certain stories grow, okay? Do I got your attention? Before, on a previous episode, I bitched and moaned about my wife Oh, fuck. This really irritates me, okay? Do you remember, I don't know how many episodes ago, I was talking about being pissed off at my son for leaving the front door wide open and sometimes the keys in the door. Like, come on in. Come and rape us. We're all here waiting, right? So so she told me the solution for me to, to fix this whole problem was in, if, you, if, if you tell him all the time and he doesn't do it, then you need to do it. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Yes, it does. Because if he's not doing it, then you have to do it. Because... If, if you keep telling him and he's not doing it, then you do it. And so that, that way you know it gets done. And I go, that's bullshit. How's he going to learn anything? How's he going to learn his lesson if I just do everything for him? Well, because if you keep... Whatever, right? So here we go. So there's been many times... My, my son makes smoothies in the morning, okay? And we have like that magic bullet type deal. And uh, it's got the special cups that you, that you screw into the blades and it blends it all up. So he would leave the smoothie cup in the sink with all the smoothie guts left over, like, like on the sides. And uh, she would, I would hear her say, Hey, if you're going to make smoothies, you have to wash out your cup. Rinse out the, the smoothie cup and, and wash it. Don't leave it in the sink. And I've, I've heard this multiple times. And right away, my little fucking light bulb goes bing in my head. Like, oh, here's my ammo. Here we go. So I chime in. I go, hey, if you keep telling him to wash his smoothie cup and he doesn't do it, you need to wash it. And then she looks at me, right? And she gives me that fucking dumb female bullshit, hate-filled shit stare, right? And uh, she goes, are you trying to start a fight? Like, that's going to back me down? Like, that's going to be like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> right? And so, ah, I don't, I don't step away. Okay? You need to know when to fight and when to lay down and die. And this is a fighting moment, boys and girls. So I go, hey, 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 whoa. You told me about the keys in the door that if I want it done, that I need to do it myself. Because if I keep telling him and he can't do it, then I need to take matters into my own hands. Well, now what? Now what do you got to say? You're telling him about the smoothie cups. He can't seem to get it right. So you should do it so that you know it's done the right way. And so you can do it right. And then here's what she, and then she drops this fucking bomb on me. Girls always find a way to twist shit to make it that you're wrong and they're fucking right. She goes with this one. It's different because yours is a matter of safety. Oh, 
Oh. And at that moment, there's no sense in fighting anymore. There's no sense. But did that stop me? It sure as hell didn't. <laughs> like, oh, that's bullshit. Now you're just spinning it so that you're right. I go, this is the same shit. If you want it done right, you do it yourself. And I walked away crying and shit. I'm not really crying per se. <laughs> but uh, my eyes were watery. All right, now I think it's time to hit a segment we haven't done in quite some time, but I've got a couple stories related to this segment, so let's just go with it. And now it's time for Stranger Danger. People are strange when you're a stranger. All right, Jim Morrison, thank you. That was lovely. This is Stranger Danger, a segment in which I group together strange stories. Here's the first one. Ah, they're both... They're both sci-fi related, which is why I like them. Because you know me, <laughs> I like sci-fi. All right, the first one. A guy was spotted in a jetpack by pilots in an airplane. Can you believe that? Flying an airplane. They're coming down, landing at LAX. They're at 6,000 feet, and they see some asshole out there. There's... Something on the wing. Some thing. No, he wasn't really on the wing. He was flying around out there. I think keeping speed with him. Who's this guy, you might say? Some kind of Iron Man's? Who knows? But he's out there flying around. This happened in September. And lo and behold, in October, yet another sighting. Same story. 6,000 feet. Coming into LAX. Flying around. Who is this man? Where is this man? What is he doing? So many questions. So little answers. But I like it. I can't wait. Is he some kind of a new superhero? Testing out his abilities? Is he a villain? Testing out his abilities. <laughs> Either way, I'm in. I can't wait to see what happens next. I hope he's not some horseshit like, oh, the guy was caught. Just some guy that made it in his garage. And that's the end. I hope there's some real cool stuff going on with this guy. I don't know. Hey, maybe it's a lady. Who knows? But we all know it probably isn't a lady. They're not smart enough to come up with stuff like that. <laughs> James, go fuck yourself, okay? Ladies can do stupid things just like men can. Yeah, you're right. I guess. Uh, all right, so uh, that's that. That's all we got. That's the only information we have. Two separate sightings, guy in a jetpack, 6,000 feet. 6,000 feet, that's, a, that's a more than a mile up. As we all know, a mile is 5,280 feet. So he's uh, about one point something miles up there. It's pretty incredible. Flying around, zippity doo da. I wonder how fast he was going. I think they said like 200 and, you know, I don't even know what, I don't know. I didn't hear a speed. I'm just making shit up now. Now I'm not being a very good reporter. I'm not bringing you the facts. I'm just making things up on my own. All right, so that's all we know. I'll keep you posted because I'm highly interested. All right, next story. Ooh, this one's, this one's creepy. You all know me. I like creepy stuff. You guys hear about the monolith? The mysterious monolith found in the Utah desert? I don't know if you're aware of what a monolith is, but uh, it's pretty much just copying... 
Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey. Do you remember that movie? If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. But it's in the beginning of the movie. There's a bunch of apes just doing ape-type shit. And uh, all of a sudden, one day, one day, there's a giant, Some uh, you would, it looks like a metal, flat metal, but it's uh, about 15 feet high. It's pretty much like, uh, what's that thing called? <laughs> God, I'm a moron. <laughs> what's that thing in Washington, D.C. that's really tall? It's got a point at the tip. The uh, National Monument type thing. What the hell is that thing called? Hold on. Look, you listen to the mind of a moron. Hold on. Look, I'm going to type this up. I'm going to Google it. National Monument in D.C. It's called, uh, oh, it's called the Washington Monument. <laughs> Stupid fuck. It's like that. Well, hmm. Hmm. Not really. Like, oh, it's kind of like it. Okay, imagine that, but you cut it like uh, like in a quarter. You cut it. You cut the top three quarters off, and that's what's left. Just like a tall rectangular thing, dark metal thing. <laughs> you know, I could edit all this out and save myself from becoming a complete retard, but uh, I won't. So yeah, they found this this twelve foot metal rectangular metal object sticking out of the ground just out of nowhere like in the middle of nowhere some dudes were doing some uh, mountain goat counting mountain goats or something the land bureau land management guys and uh they just happened to stumble upon it it's like there's nothing around and all of a sudden here's this giant metal statue thingy stuck in the ground it's crazy just like the movie so, they don't have any explanation for why it's there. They don't know who put it there. They don't know how long it's been there. And uh, suddenly, last week, it's gone. Mysteriously disappeared. The Bureau of Land Management had this to say. We may not know if an extraterrestrial or earthling installed the monolith structure, but we can confirm that it has been taken by an unknown party or parties. Ah, so, uh, who knows? All I can say is, I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Right. <laughs> I'll keep you updated on those two stories, by the way. <laughs> no, you won't, James. I'll try my best. No, you, no, you won't. I, I'll, if I remember, then I'll share. You probably won't, James. Oh, okay, 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 James, okay. Probably right. All right. So, uh, sad news. As if 2020 wasn't bad enough already, right? Same old cliche. What else are you going to do to us, year? Hmm? So, uh, it took one of the greats, one of the manliest men of all manly men. Oh, I'm filling a sing along. Okay, let's do it. <clears throat> men, 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 manly men, 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 manly men, 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 men. That worked out pretty good, I think. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, yeah, one of the manliest men's of all the manly mans is Mr. Sean Connery. He just died. 
I think he was 90 years old. It's a real manly age to die, if you ask me. So yeah, he's considered one of our manliest men. And I recently, after he died, of course, that I'm like, oh, maybe I should watch one of those James Bond movies. I've never seen one with Sean Connery in it. That's right. I watched, uh, which one was it? From Russia with Love. And it was okay. It's funny to watch movies like that after you've seen Jason Bourne. Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. Or have you seen the new uh, like Mission Impossibles? Or even the new James Bond movies. It's funny to watch those old-timey ones. It's like, this is kind of lame. So uh, even the girls aren't even that hot. And he, frankly, wasn't as hot as I thought he would be. <laughs> but he is pretty charming. I don't think he, he, I don't think he ordered his famous drink in that movie. Did he? Ah, uh, Maybe he did. I'll take a vodka martini, shaken, not stirred. Maybe he did. Anyway, he's dead. So in honor of Sean Connery, I'd like to play some audio real quick. This is a famous, famous clip. I'm sure you've heard it. If not, please enjoy. Oh, this is with, by the way, this is with Barbara Wawa, Barbara Walters. Here we go. You did an interview in which you said, it's not the worst thing to slap a woman now and then. As I remember, you said you don't do it with a clenched fist. It's better to do it with an open hand. Mm. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't love that. I haven't changed my opinion. You haven't? No. Not at all. You think it's good to slap a woman? No, I don't think it's good. You I don't think, think it's bad? It must, I don't think it's that bad. I think that it depends entirely on the circumstances and if it merits it. Yeah. What would merit it? Well, if you have tried everything else, and women are pretty good at this, that they can't leave it alone. Yeah? They don't want to have the, the, the last word, and you give them the last, last word, but they're not happy with the last word. They want to say it again. And, and get into a really provocative situation, then I think it's absolutely right. Dang! You know, if you, if you watch the YouTube video, this fucking woman, she thinks she's really got him in the beginning of the clip. Uh, she's like, oh, so uh, you said this. Uh, you remember that? You remember that? Huh? And trying to be like, so thinking he's gonna be like oh yeah that was uh, probably the wrong thing to say uh, i'm sorry but he didn't he's like meh i still believe in that <laughs> i'm not saying i agree with him i just the level of balls this guy has like yeah fuck it i'm still okay with that yeah it's okay to smack a woman once in a while <laughs> if they deserve it <laughs> crazy well they don't make them like that anymore folks so in honor of Mr. Sean Connery, Sir Sean Connery, the manliest man to ever man, we will do a special tribute. Stallone stands alone, Sean Connery edition. And here we go. Sylvester Stallone is a fine American actor. Some would even argue the greatest actor to ever grace the screen. One might wonder, what if Sylvester Stallone was cast in a movie, as opposed to the actor that was actually in the movie? Would it have been better? Today, we find out the answer to that very question. When we place Sylvester Stallone playing Nicolas Cage's character of Stanley Goodspeed, opposite Sean Connery's character, of John Patrick Mason in a masterpiece of a film 
the rock. And here it goes. Ah, an educated man. That rules out the possibility of you being a field agent. Hey, you're like point of fact, I am a field agent, Mr. Mason. Really? Yeah, you know. In which field? Yeah, you're like anti-terrorism, you know. Then you're trained in weapons, explosives, and mortal combat. Yeah, you're like well-trained. Then it's the Fairmont Hotel. I want a suite, a shower, a shave, the feel of a suit. Yeah, you're like may also suggest a haircut. Am I out of style? Not unless you're a 20-year-old guitarist from Seattle. It's a grunge thing, you know? Well, I for one think it's abundantly clear that Stallone brought a much deeper depth and complexity to the character of Stanley Goodspeed. But alas, it was not meant to be. Thank you for joining us in this special Sean Connery edition of Stallone Stands Alone. Do you think, I've thought about this many times, do you think they picked the name Stanley Goodspeed as Nicolas Cage's character because Sean Connery has that accent? So he'd be like, Stanley Goodspeed. <laughs> Why couldn't they pick something else? Like, a, shit, I don't know, like, John Wayne. Why does it have to be Stanley Goodspeed? <laughs> they know what they're doing. All right, so um, I, gotta, I have one, one last story for Sean Connery. Now, I heard this on another podcast. I don't know if it's true. Neither does the guy that told it, but he swears it's true, and so I'll swear that it's true. So, one day, this guy was at a party in England. Big-time Hollywood party. Hollywood. It's in England. Dummy. Big-time celebrity party. I forget what it was. But a bunch of actors and famous people and shit. Some kind of gala, right? And uh, this guy sees Sean Connery. And they're in, they're in the bar area. This guy's been drinking. He walks up. And this guy's like on his way to becoming famous. He walks up to Sean Connery. He's like, fuck it. I'm going to go talk, talk to him. He's like a hero of his. He goes up to him. He pats him on the shoulder. He turns around. He sings him his praises a little bit, like how much he loves him and all that. Then he says, hey, uh, a little bit later, hey, I got to know. I got to ask you. Out of all the women that you've been with, because legendary, legendary list, apparently, he says, of all the women, which one was the best? And he says, Sean Connery turns his back to him. <laughs> and he walks away and he's, he's hating on himself. He is devastated. Like, what have I done? I embarrass myself in front of my hero. You know, made myself like an asshole. He's just fucking hating on himself. Later on in the same party, the guy's in the bar. He feels a tap on his shoulder. He turns around and there's Sean Connery and he says, 1964, Petula Clark in the ash. <laughs> oh. oh, I hope that's true. I looked up Petulia Clark. Petula? Petula Clark. Weird name. I looked her up. She's not a good looking woman by any stretch of the imagination. 
I mean, you think it'd be some kind of legendary beauty, right? But nope, it's her. So unless she's got some kind of magical powers in her butthole, uh, I don't know. I don't get it. But uh, hey, he's a Scottish guy. She's a redhead. So maybe there's something to do with that. Nobody knows. But uh, rest in peace, you old bastard. All right. And with that, it's time to start closing out the show with a little segment I like to call, I Fancy That. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's, I fancy that. All right, fancy sounds, everybody. I fancy that is a segment in which I get positive for a change. Let's try to talk about something that makes me happy. Something that I fancy. And this week, oh boy. I'm going to start off with this one because uh, I just ended with this manly guy and how manly he was. And now I'm going <laughs> to start with something that's not very manly at all. I fancy sitting down to go pee-pee. That's right. When I got to wake up in the middle of the night and uh, my, my eyeballs are filled with sleepy times. And I was like, you know, I don't want to open my eyes. I just want to get in there, deliver my package, and get right back into bed. And I go in there, and I pull my pants down, and I sit on that toilet. And I let it flow. Don't have to worry about aiming. Don't have to worry about balancing myself. Don't have to worry about anything, boys and girls. But James, how do you shake it off? That's easy. Taylor Swift, I just stand up a little bit, I go right between my legs, I milk it, and it's done. I really wish I wanted to ask you that question, James. I know. <laughs> and then I'm off, back into Betty Buys. Isn't that wonderful? And you can have that too. You can do it as well. You probably already do. I bet a lot of you guys do that. Try to act all tough and shit. I bet a lot of you guys sit down and pee. You ain't fooling nobody. And if you don't, I'll accept it. I'll accept all your hate. Where can they send hate to, James? The Danger Hour at Yahoo.com. All right. So, I fancy peeing sitting down. Next up. Oh, oh boy. I like this one a lot. Have you guys heard of the Ford Raptor? It's that Ford truck, the F-150. And they gave it like a supercharges engine. I don't know all the technical terms. I'm not like a motorhead type guy. But they made a real fast engine. And it's like the racing, the racing truck of, uh, of the Fords, I guess. <laughs> uh, the Ford Raptor. Rum, right? So, not to be outdone, Dodge came up with their own super truck. That's right. The TRX. The Dodge TRX. The Dodge T-Rex. Oh, I fucking love that. They call it the Raptor Eater. Isn't that fun? Friendly competition. I think the Raptor has... Uh, shit. I'm going to mess it up. Now, hold on. Let me look it up. I want to give you all the facts and uh, present you with qualified information. Let's see. Raptor horsepower. 450. Guess how much the Dodge T-Rex has? 702. Oh! So, yeah. Uh, apparently, this is a badass truck. I've never driven either, but I'm just reporting on it because I fucking fancy that they're going with the dinosaur theme because I was a big time Jurassic Park nerd when I was a kid. So to see the raptor and the T-Rex, because we all know what happened to the raptor at the end of the first movie. Mm-hmm. You know. So uh, Dodge, T-Rex. I fancy that. Uh, next up. Oh, boy. Uh, the Dodgers World Series win. Oh, do I fancy that. But... 
I wanted to save this part for for the ending, the real fancy. Because I got to watch it at a friend's house. Now, I've spoke to these friends. They recently found out that I do a podcast. And uh, they gave me shit because I didn't tell them about the podcast before, even though it's been years. <laughs> but it's this is like my dirty little secret. I don't stick my hand out and shake someone's hand. Hi, how you doing? I'm James. By the way, I do a podcast. You should listen to it. That's not my style. You ain't got no style, motherfucker. Well, be that as it may. Uh, they mentioned it, and they, they don't want me ever giving their names on the podcast because they're aware of the worldwide success that I have and the listeners, and they don't want to be put on blast. So I won't do that to them. So when I talk about them, I'm going to give them code names. Not their real names. And uh, let's see. Their code names, I'll give uh, the house I went to. There, I'll, I'll just call them uh, Art and Viv. I'll just call them that. And we also had another couple. Um, I'll give the guy a real weird name. So it'll be like, there's no way that could be a real person. So I'll call him Noe. And his wife, I'll give her like a normal type name, like Sylvia. Okay. So Art, Viv, Noe, Sylvia, me and my wife. And there's other people there. I don't want to disclude them, but that's not part of what I'm talking about here. The, the, the thing I'm talking about is when the Dodgers won, won it all, my wife happened to prop her phone up because she had a feeling that it was going to end in a win. And uh, I actually forgot about the phone. But once the final pitch came in, strikeout, Dodgers win, game over, we all jumped up and celebrated. And she's recording this, this video. And there's a cool image that she took out of the video recording of us all hugging with, with uh, this person I'm going to call Art and Viv and these other people called I'm going to call Noe and Sylvia and my wife and I and our three sons. We're all in this photo. And it's fucking great. It's a great photo. Captures the enjoyment, the happiness, the, the excitement. And the, cool, the, the point about all this is these people, these people... We all were on the Little League Dodgers team together. All our sons and uh, fellow coach and all that shit. And it was fucking awesome that all of us are there together watching the Dodgers win it all. And our Little League Dodger team won it all. They won the championship. So it's just this cool moment that it happened to be we watched the win together and got to celebrate same way we won the Little League Dodger game. And uh, that was just a pretty cool thing. And you might even say, I fancy that. And one last one. I know there's so many fancy things, but I'm such a happy boy lately. <laughs> the last thing is um, my boy had his birthday just come up in November. And uh, I know it goes against all the normal rules and all that horse shit. But it's like, dude, it's his birthday got to do something special he never asks for anything he never wants anything but this year his sister had a sleepover with like two friends for her birthday and he wanted something with his friends so i'm like all right well i'll try to put something together so i put together a baseball game with all his friends all the kids versus the parents the adults and uh (laughs) it actually wound up happening so what i fancy is all these people actually showing up you know, and actually participating. And we had two full teams, like legit. I bought catcher's gear for this shit. I bought some used catcher's gear off OfferUp. (laughs) 
I and I suited up because no one else wanted to do it except my my cousin Monkey. <gasps> he caught one inning. Um, but I was I never been a catcher my whole life. But the point is, we I wanted to try to do something as real as it could as, as close to a real game as it could be. And all the parents they delivered, and uh, the kids all—they were a lot. Of, a lot of them were talking shit. Oh, we're gonna beat the old people and this and that. And that like little fire in some of us. I'm gonna say me and my cousin Monkey. Oh, he really, he really had a spark lit inside of him. He was so pumped for this shit. Cause I told him beforehand, I'm like, hey, dude, we're gonna have a baseball game. It's gonna be kids versus parents. Now these kids, a lot of them play travel ball, and they're cocky little shits. And they're saying they're gonna kick our ass. Oh yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. So. You want in? He's like, yeah, yeah, I do. And he told me this story. Him and I played on the baseball team in high school on one year, but uh, he played more. He played more years than I did. And he was in the. He was on the JV team, and he was pitching. He said he was doing really well. He's a left-handed pitcher. He said he's killing it. No one has gotten on base, and he's just. It's been like I think the fifth or sixth inning, and he's been killing it the whole game. And he's excited, like, oh shit! And then all of a sudden, this guy pops one up in the outfield, and this dickhead shortstop or second baseman like an easy pop-up he drops it he's like and after that the whole game fell apart and then they started hitting off him and everything and the coach came out and took him out of the game and he was like heartbroken because it was going so well he's like oh fuck i'm gonna get a no hitter it's gonna be great and the whole thing just fell off the axles right so i told him like dude this is your time for revenge i'm like you're gonna be my closer he's like okay and so he was all excited and so uh we started playing and this guy named, uh, let's see, I'm going to call him, uh, save his identity too. I'll, I'll call him Joe. He starts pitching and he's the, he's the other coach along with me. And let's call him uh, Art uh, on the Little League Dodger team. So he's pitching to begin with. And the kids are getting little hits here and there. And then, uh, you know, after, after like three or four innings, I went in to pitch once and uh, Peter caught. And I got, I think like, oh, the first kid, he actually hit the ball. He gets on first, and then the first baseman is another parent. He plays the hidden ball trick, and he's like, the, the kid never even knows that he's holding the ball the whole time. He steps off the bag, and he tags him out, and he's like, oh, man. And that was the second time it was done in this game. So that, other, that kid got, uh, you know, that was on him. Fool me once. Uh, shame on shame on me. A fool can't be fooled again. <laughs> so then uh, second and third batters, I take him down. It was lovely. And you might be thinking, but aren't these children? Yes, it doesn't matter. We were out for blood. They talk all the shit they want. We're taking them down. But James, isn't the whole point to be your son's birthday and special times and moment? Yeah, but you can't let them get too cocky. You got to keep them humble, right? So yeah, uh, the next inning, um, my son comes up. So I wanted to pitch against him. I think I pitched against two kids. My son fucking hits the ball off me. And then uh, my cousin Peter, he comes in. I'm like, we switched to catcher gear. So now I'm catching. Dude, this guy is fucking out to win it. He's throwing heat. He's throwing like adult speeds. And these kids are all like, can you throw slower? No. And he's <laughs> But he's walking a lot of kids. So a lot of kids are getting on base. So the last inning, we wound up letting them have like fucking seven outs or something. And we kept thinking, like, oh, I get, no, you're safe. You're safe. But it was fun as shit, dude. I think it was like six or seven innings and, um, it was a blast. So I fancied the hell out of that. Um, yeah, so the moms were hanging out in the shadows, uh, the shade under the trees. Everyone was drinking, having a good time. 
We had our baseball game. It was just a blast. So uh, I fancy the whole fucking day. It was great. Everyone had fun by all accounts. Uh, Peter got somewhat of... <laughs> I don't really think he got his revenge. I think uh, he was off to a good start and the whole thing fell apart again. But uh, the kids are, are, are under the impression they won because the last inning we let them go crazy. But uh, we all know. We all know the truth. The adults slaughtered them. And there's nothing more to talk about. <laughs> so... I fancy, let's see if I can recover all this stuff. What the hell was I talking Peeing sitting down. The Dodgers World Series win. The special, t- the special way it was done for us. Uh, the Ford, nope, the Dodge T-Rex killing the Raptor. The baseball birthday game. All those people, all those kids, the whole day, everything, all that shit. All right, and now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right, it's time for the legendary fuck you moment. And here we go. Fuck you! Uh, All right, the fuck you moment is a segment in which I get negative. Oh, I talk about something that really chaps my ass, something I don't like, something that makes me unhappy. Something I want to say, fuck you too. All right, here we go. Uh, the first one, I want to say fuck you to people with statues or dolls in or out or around their house. Why do people do this? I'm not talking about Halloween time, okay? I'm talking about normal all the everyday times. There's a guy down the street. He's got a fucking wooden statue of a guy like a, uh, what is he, like a frontiersman? Just sitting down on his bench outside his house. And every time I drive by, I got to look to the left. Like, what is that? Oh, it's a statue guy. I always forget about it. Got to make sure it's not a real person staring at me. It's a stupid frontiersman statue. It's weird. Don't do it. I've been to other people's houses. Well, they got dolls in the house. Those creepy dolls. Oh, what about these people? The ones with the dolls that are like facing the corner like they're in timeout. Ha! <laughs> Get out of here. Why? What's the deal with these people? Yeah, but mostly it's his fuck down the street from me. He's got this stupid wooden statue. Like, what is the point? I like frontiersmen. Yeah? I want a wooden statue of one sitting outside my house on a bench. Oh, yeah? What's that make you feel? Hmm? Makes you feel good? You don't come outside and be startled every fucking time you walk out the door? (sighs) James, I think you have some kind of issues. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't tell? All right. Yeah, that's a weak one. I'm not really angry anymore. I found peace. (laughs) I'm <laughs> just kidding. All right, the other fuck you. Here's, the, here's, oh, oh, oh. fuck you to people that have Costco cards and are shocked when they tell, then I say, I don't have a Costco card. The scenario sounds a little something like this. Oh, why don't you get that from Costco? Oh, I don't have a Costco card. You don't have a Costco card? Really? Really? You don't have a card? Yeah, I don't got a fucking Costco card. What's the, I always say the same thing. Why do I need a Costco card? Because I got good deals. Oh, do they? Do I want to go and stand in long fucking lines? What about the gas? The gas is cheap. Oh, yeah. Every time I pass by the gas station at Costco, it's about an hour wait. The cars are way out in the street. I don't need that in my life. I'll happily pay three cents more a gallon and get it done. Who likes doing that shit? You know what? I, I needed a microwave. My, my microwave fucking broke. 
I drove by the store. There was a line out the store to get in to Best Buy. I go, fuck this. I'm not doing that. I'm not standing in a fucking line to go buy a microwave. Are you crazy? Some of you people, I don't get it. <laughs> your time means nothing to you? Oh, yeah, James. What's so precious about your time? I'll tell you what's precious. I got Netflix shows to watch. They ain't going to watch themselves. Yeah, so I don't, I don't need a, a package of socks, Costco socks. Oh, they're so good. I got some really good socks of my own. I don't need those. Oh, but what about, what about an 85-pack of fucking Hot Pockets? Nope, don't need that either. What about 17 gallons of, uh, of uh, Simple Green? <laughs> Where does it end? I don't believe I need to go. To, maybe, I, maybe I'm missing out. Maybe I'm just being a contrarian, just being an asshole. I don't know. I don't know. But one thing I do know is that I get my meat from Butcher Box. Oh, my God. Pinky up, you fancy fuck. I know. I know. I just figured, dude, if you're going to eat some meat, why not have it be high quality, grass finished beef, free range organic chicken, and a heritage breed, something something pork. <laughs> yeah, this meat is grass finished. Apparently, apparently, they can feed a cow grass one time and say, that's grass fed beef. But if it's grass finished, it means it was fed a diet of grass its entire life. That's what I eat. You really can't taste the difference, too. You can totally taste. Because we get these uh, we get these burgers, um, you know, these grass-fed fucking beef burger patties. And she'll make them. Oh, my God. They're so good. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to say this right now, and I'm not bullshitting you. There's always that debate. What's the best burger ever? Is it In-N-Out? Is it The Habit? Is it Five Guys? Is it uh, what's the rest of them? Uh, you know, you know, you know all the con- the contenders, but people are always shitting. You know, internet isn't the best. There's there's way better stuff out there, like um, Fat Burger. I've heard, uh, Shake Shack, blah blah blah, whatever. I don't fucking know. Uh, uh, I'm prone to in and out because it's in my blood. My grandfather took me there as a kid. And my parents, and you know the story. My grandfather knew the owner. We give him free food on credit and blah blah blah. So it's kind of like tied to me. Um. So, yeah, I, I, but anyway, my point is my wife, dude, my wife makes the best fucking burger I've ever had in my life. Kills in and out Destroys it. So fucking good. Any day of the week, I'd pick a homemade burger from my wife. Any fucking day. And you know what that is? It's grass finished. Organic. Free range cow. <laughs> Shout out to Butcher Box. Yeah, so fuck you, Costco. I don't need you. Okay? And apparently I've heard from other people, well, you can buy a booze with no membership. It's against the law to have a membership to buy a booze. I don't know if that's true, but uh, I, I never done it. Maybe I should do that. Maybe I should walk in to buy booze and just be like, I'm going to snoop around a bit and see what I'm missing out on. Because my parents had one. They had a membership and I'd go with them. It's like, you know, how much different could it be? It's all the shit I remember. Next time I need like 80, 80 pounds of goldfish, I'll go there. All right. Wow, that really got me in a good mood, huh? Okay, so uh, fuck you to um, people with statues in their front yards. And uh, Costco. And all you fucking Costco people, you elite. Oh, you don't go to Costco? <laughs> yeah, so all that. Uh, fuck you! Fuck you! All right. That's going to do it. I feel good about this. I think we had some good times. 
It was the best of times. It was the best of times. So, uh, yeah, until until next time, I guess I'll speak to you in uh, February of 2021 at this rate. At this rate, I'm going. You know, I always mean to do these, but uh, I just never have the time. And by time, I mean my family won't leave the fucking house. Like I told you before, I can't do it when they're here. I just get too in my head about it. Like right now, my dog, my dog is literally in a cage about uh, 20 feet away in another room. Probably listening to all this stuff. She's probably like, what is going on? Why is this guy so angry? (laughs) I hope I didn't do anything. (laughs) She's probably judging the shit out of me. You know, this dog stares at me. I just find her staring at me, just watching what I'm doing all the time. It feels like she's not like a normal dog. It feels like she's really working stuff out when she's looking at me. I, I met this other person's dog recently, and it's just like, <laughs> just some big dummy. When she looks at me, it's like she's just, like she's figuring out puzzles. She just has this intense look. It's really crazy. One, one day, I had to take a shower, and I brought her in the shower with me, and uh, just to keep her in the bathroom, because she was a younger puppy, and I didn't want her to take a shit or nothing on the, on the carpet. So I took her in the bathroom with me, and she was staring at me. And I got naked in the shower and I felt very uncomfortable when she was staring at me. I just felt like I was being judged. And I know it's a fucking dog. Who cares? But she was staring at me. I don't want to be me too. I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if I brought that up before. But uh maybe I have. Who the fuck knows? I, I know. I, I'm rambling. So I will say thanks for listening. And until next time, I'll give you the flame fantastic advice I always need ever long. And that's simply, stay dangerous, my friends. (laughs) Later.